What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Bring in show music, please. This is Squawk Pod from CNBC. I'm producer Cameron Costa, and on today's podcast, what one Republican will do to keep Donald Trump from the White House. Donald Trump has betrayed and lied to really good, hardworking people all across this country. They have bought his lies. Former Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney weighs the value of a third party this election. I don't feel comfortable today being able to say that the Democrats are in a position where they're going to beat Trump. And I think the stakes are so high, we have to beat him. And investors getting a piece of the Bitcoin rally. Robinhood CEO Vlad Tenev on the assets, 20-month highs and the bulls who are buying in. We have shared in the past that Bitcoin is actually the most popular recurring investment. So customers that are dollar cost averaging are choosing Bitcoin as a part of their portfolio. Those stories plus Nikki Haley has raised $500,000 in one fundraising day in New York. And Elon Musk is seeking a billion dollars in equity for his AI company, X.AI. If you think that the data is the gold and he's got the gold, it's Wednesday, December 6th, 2023, and Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand Becky by in three, two, one. Cue please. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We are live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. And here we go. We made it already. It's Wednesday. Wednesday's good. Hump day, guys. We're finally in agreement that this is the downside of the week. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to Wednesday. Here we are, well, this guys. This is the good day. Right. Yeah, this is the best day. The yeah, furthest day. from Monday. Furthest from Monday. <laughs> bring it back around. Right. Meantime, let's tell you what's going on uh, in New York City because former U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Nikki Haley, raising more than $500,000 in an event in New York that took place on Monday. It was attended by a number of top Wall Street financiers. The venue, the Upper West Side, penthouse of Campbell Brown and Dan Sr., among those in attendance, uh, AQR Capital co-founder Cliff Asnes, uh, J.P. Morgan Wealth Management uh, Chief Kristen Lemka, and um, a whole bunch of other folks that I, I don't know the full length of it all, but uh, here she is in New York trying to, uh, trying to raise some money. That's some big money. Question is, is she now number two on the list? Is that the thought? And is she the number two? And is she? She's definitely been the one whose numbers have been rising. But right. you also have Ron DeSantis, who's picked up the Iowa governor. Um, yeah, the Iowa governor but endorsed Santos. The momentum is, there's just no question. His momentum has been slowly declining and hers has been. And would, you know, do, we, do you think that she would take the vice president's slot if former, pres, if former President Trump took? Dictator Trump? I, I, don't, I don't think Trump <laughs> would offer it to her. I don't know. I don't know. He might. He might. Does he make up with people who have been trashing him oh, yeah. this entire time? He does. But, uh, I mean, if, if he's nothing, if he's not uh, practical, if that's, if that's the practical choice. No, I was going to say just uh, oh. off the wall. With, oh, off the wall. Just okay. That's, here, here I was. <laughs> just, yeah. Well, you just never know. Yeah, any, anything uh, 
is possible. You saw the, I mean, we have Liz Cheney. But you saw, I, I you saw the mean, interview last night where they said dictator, Sean Hinn, and he said, he said, um, no, no, and then he goes, yeah, day one. So, I mean, wh which is it? Uh, I, I think, you know, he's full of bluster. I think he's, he's just saying that the board, you know, he's going to play onto the fears of Americans about law and order, about the border, about all the things people are worried about. And this is an interesting piece, and I'll ask Liz Cheney about this later. Uh, are Americans really in the mood for more Trump? And he says, voters think things are out of control. Uh, um, he will either reassure some and absolutely terrify others. And, and then the, the weird thing is, that on the other hand, and we'll mention this, Liz Cheney too, or we can have an 85-year-old, eventually, President Biden, with the Vice President Kamala Harris, which, as much as Trump terror, terrorizes the prospect is terrifying to some Americans. That other alternative is terrifying. So that's where Nikki Haley comes in. Is it possible or is it not? Do you think is it, it is? Is it possible with the system we have set up, which is the part, two-party system, and the way to get to the end is you have to go through one of those parties? Have we had strong third-party candidates in the past? Sure, you can point back to Ross Perot, but he didn't come anywhere near the idea yeah. of getting elected. And then, you know, I've been thinking of all these things, which is, I was an only child, but, um, and I knew Liz Cheney was going to be on. The, the world only can end once, right? We've, yeah. had, we've had a 250-year uh, democratic republic. It's very solid. The Constitution is very solid. Yeah, but that's a pretty short period of time. It in is. The history of the world and but history of But could this really be the, if Trump were, were reelected, people say it could be a dictator, would this really be the end of the republic? And the, the sad thing is, I can't give it a zero. <laughs> I can't say that the chances of that are absolute. I think it's unlikely. And I think, you know, he was colluding with Russia. Then he was, the end of the world was going to be the first impeachment and the second impeachment. Now you got these four trials. So all these things have happened. And I've seen it. And the, 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 his enemies do tend to over exaggerate things. But I can't say it. Can you say it's zero well, that he would? Well, look, no. I, what I will say is. Well, you think you it's have, like 80 percent? No, you have a lot. I'm saying it's not zero percent. It's not zero. But I, into the world type stuff that concerns me is what happens with nuclear weapons. And, I, and what we're seeing with Ukraine, with Iran, that's what scary. we're seeing, you know, there, there are things that, that with Israel, there are things that seriously concern me. And, and I think who, whoever whomever well, is even in the White House has that. an impact on that. But short I don't know that, we don't want what that a, means beyond that. We don't want our own domestic Putin. We don't want our own no. domestic Xi. No. I mean, remember that China chafed when, when President Biden said, yeah, he's a dictator. Yeah, he is a dictator. And there are dictators that run some of the biggest countries in the world. Yeah. So it's not like totally, we've been lucky since 1776. Or, or we had and great- And the controls of the Constitution. We had great founding been, father. Yeah. So we'll talk about all that with her. Maybe we'll get the same ratings she's been getting for, or maybe not, since she said it like on 10 different networks already. Let's talk about Elon Musk because uh, the company's, uh, I should say, his AI startup, uh, X.AI, uh, filing with the SEC to raise up to a billion dollars in an equity offering. Last month, the company released a chatbot called Grok, which the company says has real-time knowledge of the Internet and will answer spicy questions that are rejected by most other AI systems. The other element of this, and I don't know if it was in the filing, was I believe that Elon Musk had taken to X at one point and said that folks who owned stakes in X were gonna therefore own a 
25% stake in this. Wow. And I always thought that if that was true, you'd you know, have a lot more of people, people who wanted question, to invest in Twitter. Well, a lot of people X. had questioned about whether, you know, how, how he was going to get the value back on X, and especially for some of the early investors who bought in, obviously, at this $44 price, uh, or $44 billion uh, price tag. Bill Ackman, one, uh, one, Ron one, Barron. One, one way to actually get value over time could very well be if you believe that this is the next coming kind That's of situation. That's a pretty sweet ticket. Could be a yeah. sweet ticket. And one of the reasons I, I think that he's was giving those investors a piece of this is that it's training on X data. So right. if you think that the data is the gold and he's got the gold, that's the... That's pretty interesting. Just never count him out. I mean, after seeing what he said, it's like, okay, X is toast because of no advertising. And then here he comes just right back. Right. I mean, just, I, and we don't know with him. I mean, we, five years, would you make any predictions about what Elon Musk, where he is, what he's doing, what's happening in five years? That's oh, what Charlie Munger said. Yeah. He, he, he has no way of knowing that, you know, and he would, he would never bet against him. He said he wouldn't bet with him, but he wouldn't right. bet against him either. Do any of us know where we're, <laughs> if we're going to be in five years? We hopefully are. Hopefully when are. I buy a dog now, we just got like a new dog. I mean, I'm, I hope I get another dog Don't after him. Don't say that. Way, can live, explain how long corgis can Corgis can, live, can right? live to 28 years. And we didn't choose a corgi. It was, it's a grand pup, but now but they are the coolest. He is the coolest and I, I love you German and the Shepherd. I love, huh? You yeah. And the queen. Well, there's a reason. There's a reason. And each one of her five probably was totally unique and distinct in a the character. They're, they are big personalities. Characters. They, All right. They judge people, though. That's what I don't know. Kind of like cats. Cheese will be next. Coming up, the Republican who's campaigning against Donald Trump this election cycle. She was the vice chair of the January 6th House Committee, and now she'll do all she can to prevent another Trump administration. It's former Wyoming Congressman Liz Cheney. Donald Trump has betrayed and lied to really good, hardworking people all across this country. They have bought his lies. Now, there certainly are people who know that what he's doing is wrong and are collaborating with him. That is dishonorable. You think the speaker is one of those? I do. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones, from powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY, a big idea that inspired the world to invest differently and still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. You're listening to Squawk Pod from CNBC with Joe Kernan, Andrew Ross Sorkin, and Becky Quick. President Biden telling supporters at a private campaign event last night in Boston that he might not even be running for president 
if former President Trump wasn't running, adding, in his words, we cannot let him win. And our next guest uh, making headlines after saying she would consider creating a third party and even running for the White House in 2024 to keep uh, former President Trump from being reelected. Joining us now is former Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney. She's also the former uh, vice chair uh, of the House January 6th committee. My birthday, you believe that? Um, have that now that's yeah. all it means to anyone um, she's that it used to mean to everyone your birthday, birthday. Yeah. yeah yeah yes. and it doesn't matter oh. she's out uh, with a new book called or three kings <laughs> <laughs> called oath and honor a memoir and a warning and I, I, I had so many thoughts about how to approach this congresswoman and welcome and it's, thank it's you great, great to be great, great to, to have you with you all. it's great great to have you here and one of the things I thought of was your contention that, that it would be very dangerous if the, the former president was reelected and he could potentially slide into some type of dictator or, or um, pseudo dictatorship in, in the United States. It almost sounds exactly like what President Biden was saying. And, and that's just weird for you to be on the same side as. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I am. Um, I voted with Donald Trump over 90 percent of the time. Uh, I've, my son told me represented, that. Represented. I'm impressed. He's been doing his research. Oh, oh yeah, he did. <laughs> um, but but so from a policy perspective, you know, I, I have all my life been a conservative Republican, um, longer than Donald Trump has been a Republican. Certainly, you're still not a Republican. Um, well, there, that's a good point. Um, but so so this isn't about policies. Um, but we all watched what he was willing to do and. Um, the line of, of suggesting, not even suggesting, but taking steps to stay in office, to stay in power once right. he had lost the election, that's something we can't, we can't survive as a republic. And so... Are you sure we can't survive that? that see, that's 100%. the... 100%. That's, well, that's the issue, it is that, and I, I said this also before the yep. show, the world can only end once. That's, people tell me that all the time when I'm worried about something. It really only is going to happen once. Um, and we've been a democratic republic for 250 right. years through thick but the and reason thin. that we have been is because every single president everyone before donald trump was committed to the peaceful transfer of power and and that is that is a sacred thing that's at the heart of how but we maintain him, how we well it, it is up to him well, if he's if he's, he's in not. office he he failed right. but he tried and we know through the investigation that we conducted that he tried through multiple means through pressure on the vice president through pressure on the state legislators right. uh, through pressure on the justice department and at the end of the day when the mob was attacking the capitol he sat and watched it happen it so for hours. so and, and that, not for that, days but for hours and, and for there, even a single for, for, moment. I agree. There's, and so that, I, I, you have no, in uh, that sense, that, that is why uh, it's unsustainable. It's a risk that we can't take. It doesn't, that doesn't mean that I support the policies of the Biden administration. I absolutely think what's happening at the border is abhorrent. Uh, I think that on national security policies, they're making some big mistakes. I think on economic policies, they're making some big mistakes. This is a moment for the country where we're facing right. threats there are people that we have pick, never pick, faced There are people before. that say pick your poison on how right. you want to lose your democracy. Do you want to lose it theoretically with, with the, the Trump uh, boogeyman? That's not theoretical. It's okay. not theoretical. It's, it's also not theoretical when you're talking about there's an, an open between, border, no right. law there's and order. There's a difference order, between fentanyl, bad policies uh, and Over-regulation, higher between, taxes. But what you're talking about are what bad policies. Rather, right. What you're talking about are bad policies. But and, that's and what we'd see, be stuck with. And no an 85-year-old president... Are you going to let me talk? I'm, oh, I just, just let me finish. An 85-year-old president with Kamala Harris waiting in the wings as well. You, you, uh, you will get no argument from me 
that, that those are policies and, and that prospect's bad for this country. We are in a, in a moment, however, where we, we face on the other side a man who, he doesn't deny that he thinks what happened on January 6th is a special thing. He glorifies it every day. He says that he's going to take vengeance when he's elected again. He said even last night, yes, I'm going to be a dictator for a day. Now, but see, I see what you're doing. Well, no, Wait, I'm just... no, but let me finish. What okay. you're doing is you're saying, oh my gosh, well, that's just him. And the problem is we saw on January 6th, the extent, in the lead up to it, the fact that he is willing to ignore the rulings of our courts. Now, we are sitting here in the financial capital of the world. And the success and the freedom that this country has had economically uh, and, and uh, from a national security perspective are because of the foundation of our system. And a president who will ignore the rulings of the courts, which is what Donald Trump has done right. and will do, will immediately unravel that And what system. about ism isn't, it, it's just not, I'm not gonna go into it. I have my own problems with some of the moral and ethical decisions maybe that President Biden made as a vice president. And we'll see how all this other stuff plays out with him. But uh, the, the, you, know, you got a guy like Governor Abbott. I think he, I, I respect him, I admire him, endorses Trump. The Speaker of the House, pretty big. I mean, think of Nancy Pelosi, think of John Boehner, Speaker, Speaker, Speaker endorses Donald Trump unequivocally. So there Let's are people... Let's talk about the Speaker of the okay, House. But there's, Let's okay, talk and about then the Speaker okay, of the House. But then talk there's 70% of Republicans Every person who ever right worked with right. President Trump... I know. Who, I'm, who, look, who, I'm who just playing devil's advocate. I'm just telling you that there are people that aren't quite as worried about a dictatorship. Well, there's a I, 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 don't last it, one, I don't, last I, I don't give it a non-zero chance that that would happen. I'm but not saying But think about what you're saying. I know. There's not a non-zero chance, but, but also what's happened inside the Republican Party, and I say this as a lifelong Republican, is that you have people who are enabling him. I mean, you mentioned the Speaker of the House. I have, you know, very uh, direct experience with Mike Johnson. Mike and I were very good friends. We were elected the same year, but I watched him take steps that he knew were wrong. I watched him you know, describe himself as a constitutional lawyer to the House Republicans to convince them to do things in terms of signing on you to the amicus with brief. McCarthy going down and, to, and to see President well, Trump. Well, I wasn't too. the only one. I mean, that, that well, was, well, I you know. Well, I understand that. But, 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 so, but there's the, but, a lot but, of people that you're different than, and you're, you're kind of solitary. Uh, well, I, well uh, solitary, frankly, solitary with the truth is a place I'd rather be. And okay. I had a choice to make that I could lie for well, Donald Trump and I could... There's a lot of people either duped, there's a lot of people that are either are. being duped there are or definitely are people. and, and yeah, are ready that's, to that's put in... That's what I wanted to ask you. Duped and corrupt is right. Given, given the Seventy percent of the Republican Party right. is duped and corrupt. So, so that's what well, I want to ask you. They're you, deplorables then. No, I didn't say that. No, but this... I didn't well. say that. No, listen, there, what I have said, and this is really important, that, that Donald Trump has betrayed and lied to really good, hardworking people all across this country. They have bought his lies. Now, there that. certainly are people who know that what he's doing is wrong and are collaborating with him. That is dishonorable um, and unethical. But, but and there are elected officials who've done that. You think the speaker is one of those? That's I do. But here's the question then. Do you believe that the American public or those that support him are naive? Right, or corrupt. I mean, no, I, I, I do, I do I think, think about this because I think yeah. oftentimes, and I, I, I had interviewed the vice president last week and I was saying, look, given where your poll numbers are, given where the president's, uh, former president's poll numbers are, and if you are saying democracy is at stake. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Is it that the American public doesn't understand that democracy is at stake, or is this is actually what, to, what the American public or, or those that support him want? 
Look, I think that there's there are different groups of people. I think that you have some people who are really true believers who actually believe what Trump is saying is true. That's a that's a very small number of elected officials. You have others who uh, who are duped, people who are good people but but who have bought into his lies. You have a large segment of elected Republicans who are going along with it. And I think what's happening is that that because the policies we're seeing from the left are so bad and so dangerous, you have independent voters who are the ones who really are going to make the decision, saying to themselves, maybe he's the lesser of two evils. You know, are what, what Joe's saying. Them? No, I'm that not is, saying that. that. Is, I'm, that I'm is, definitely not saying that. that. But, but, but it, I'm just saying it's that not true. And, and other people that are his supporters say, it's the end of the world because he was colluding with Russia. It was the end of the world in the first impeachment. He was a horrible person. It was. But the, I, voted then we against, got, I voted against that I know, first but then we got the second impeachment. Yeah, but and the then, second then impeachment got, was a violent assault I know, but, on the U.S. Capitol. And now Capitol. they think that all these, they, they think that President Biden is prosecuting and using uh, agencies to prosecute his political opponents. They've got all this ammo that makes them think that. But there are a lot of people in Congress and the Republican side who are spreading that lie, who, who are, are suggesting that we should look away from what happened on January 6th, right. that we should look away from the fact that he was And how willing. do we get to yeah, Nikki but, Haley? But, how but, do we get to getting someone well, like that? Look, I'm, I'm not going to endorse anybody today. I don't Why know that it, because I don't know that it would help any Republican for me to endorse him, frankly. <laughs> That's right. But but I think that that the the point people need to recognize and understand is it we have seen it happen. This isn't me saying imagine what Donald Trump will do. This is what he did and what he tells us every day. You, do. you said that the independent voters will will make the decision here. You have are such there... a calming presence. Thank you. <laughs> We're all calming, aren't we? No, you're not very calming. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, you need to explain yourself. You don't want me to you really, are, are, you have a problem with how we're talking about this? No, no, no. Oh, I think okay. it's great. I think it's really important to have these kinds of debates. So I was just struck by Becky, you know. She's, it's, I agree. Centering. Yes, yes. Thank you. It's calming, totally. so you feel calm. Look at her. But I do have, Don't no, no, look no, it I, up. I, I do have a, an important question on the independent front. If the independent voters are going to make the decision, are there enough of them to support a third candidate to say, we're fed up with the choices that have been offered? And we want something different because the closest we've seen in our lifetimes to something like that is Ross Perot. And he yeah. came nowhere near being able to actually right. win the election. No, I think, look, the conventional wisdom would be that. And if it were a normal political year, uh, I think that, that that's certainly where you would end up. And our system's set up for two parties. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think it depends upon who the Democrats nominate, depends upon who the Republicans nominate. I don't think that's an assessment that, that we can make sitting here. I think it's going to take a couple of months to see how this plays but out. But isn't it hard logistically just to get on the ballot in enough states? It is. And it's yeah. late no, there's a, the there's a, a process, and it's expensive, and, and you know, the rules in, in different states vary. Um, but I think that as a general matter, as a general principle, if you say, okay, the people who, who will never leave Donald Trump, that's a minority of the voters in this country. And so if people recognize and understand that we have to work across party lines to make sure that he's not elected, it's a, it's minor, it's a minority, for, but it might be a plurality among Republicans. That's the well, problem. Right, but it can't be. I mean, it, the stakes, is, are, right? the stakes yeah. are so related, high that nobody's question, voted yet. Related right. question on the Democrat yeah. front, which is to say that, you know, you, you hear Biden say that he feels like he needs to run because he thinks he's the only Democrat that could beat Trump. Do you think that's true? Is there another Democrat that you think that you would feel more comfortable with? I know you're obviously not a Democrat, but. Right. No, I mean, look, people will say, well, you know, even talking about the possibility of a third party run, um, you have you have people who are against Trump who say that's so dangerous right. because you could help him. 
I don't feel comfortable today being able to say that the Democrats are in a position where they're going to beat Trump. And I think the stakes are so high, we have to beat him. So um, I, I'm worried about all of the policies that we began this show talking about. And, and, and I'm worried about what we see happening around the world. Now, Donald Trump's not the answer to that. Um, but the extent to which people don't believe they can count on America, we've got this isolationism right. growing in our party. Uh, and the Democratic Party has got other challenges and problems in that regard. These are big issues, and, and I don't have a lot of confidence a, that, that a, a, the Democrats can choice. handle it. Really, it, it. To a lot of people, it's a Sophie's choice, because you're talking about Trump would immediately try to close the border. He would immediately try to get us back in terms of law and order. He would drill, drill, drill. He would be he less would, regulation. He would pull us out of NATO. He would ignore the rulings of the courts. He said last night, he was like, this was the second time, frankly, that we've watched Sean Hannity try to throw Donald Trump a lifeline, try to, to say go on to his, him. Didn't you used to sit I used to substitute used to for, him. for him. That's right. Sean Hannity on January 7th understood how dangerous Donald Trump was. He was and texting still, Kayleigh still McEnany. And he's still enabling him. And I know he knows how dangerous Donald Trump is. But, but he's you know, doing everything he can to say, please tell the people you won't be a dictator. And and the fact says, that he's got to ask the question and Trump won't even right. deny it. Well, that's what I said. I, I, I think it's unlikely that the worst case scenario comes to pass. But if I give it a less than zero chance that it's possible, then it's just unacceptable. It's unacceptable if it's one per Andrew gives an 80 I give it like let's I say, say a, 80 no I just said five percent I said chance. anything more the fact that you're having the conversation I know should be a I agree and here's the bottom line we can survive bad policy we cannot survive a president who torches the Constitution and it's okay. a terrible choice to have right. but that's the, the choice. worst choice and you wonder why Americans are, are disconsolate and, and think we're headed in the wrong direction but it doesn't have to be that way well we'll see whether anyone can and the worst thing, it's at 70 percent, he's probably 70 percent Republicans in 35 percent of the country, which is not a winning. That's not a win. That's right. not going to right. win you an election. Win. Right. Right. All right. Well, so you've, you've been all over the place. You would dispute that this was the best interview you've had? This was really actually much better than I thought it would be. Really? <laughs> Now I, now I want to know what yeah. you thought it was going to be. <laughs> Did you think we were going to ask you about the yield curve or something? Or? I was like a little nervous studying yeah. up on my economics. Yeah. Wait, okay. We have some people that do, that do worry about that since we're so smart about the financials. Yeah. I was right. Thank you. Great to be with you guys. Thank you. Great Thank to be you. with you. Thank you so very, very much. Next on Squawk Pod, Bitcoin is hitting fresh 20-month highs. First 40,000, then 42, then touching 44. All in the last week, the crypto bulls are braced for more, as always, and it's good business for platforms like Robinhood, where many investors are turning to get their piece. Robinhood CEO Vlad Tenev joins us with his take on the rally. The technology and the ethos behind crypto, we felt that it had the potential to reorganize the financial system fundamentally and put power that was in the hands of institutions back into the hands of the people. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve with the help of T-Mobile for Business. Our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. This is Squawk Pod from CNBC. Up and Andrew, Q. 
We're live at the NASDAQ market site. I am uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin, Becky Quick, and Joe Kernan uh, all together now. Bitcoin surging above $44,000 for the first time since April of 2022. Trading platform Robinhood disclosing uh, this week that its crypto trading volume up 75% from October to November. Joining us right now on the set, no less, and we're seeing him here in person. We haven't seen him in a couple of years in person like this. Robinhood co-founder and CEO of Latinum. Good morning to you. Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to be here live. We want to talk about so many different things about the Month? markets, about stocks. But let's let's start crypto because we seventy five percent in a month off off air. We were talking about sort of yep. what's going on with crypto, um, what you're seeing. I mean, that's a, that's a it's been a huge move, but it's also in terms of just straight volume, it's a huge situation. What do you think is happening? Um, I think there's a couple of things. Uh, I think a lot of people have forgotten that Robinhood is a major player in the cryptocurrency industry. We do a lot of things. We've obviously done a lot with retirement. We've rolled out 24-hour market for equities. But along this time, we've had a crypto team that's been innovating, that's been building stuff. And our approach with crypto is to make it very clear to customers that they're getting a great deal on their crypto in Robinhood. And so we've done a lot of work clarifying how good our spread is, communicating that to customers. And we've seen our market share grow. Um, And I think that now you're starting to notice it as the overall market is growing. And I think we can talk about what's driving that. Um, There's a lot of theories out there. Nobody knows for sure because this is a decentralized asset. But there's optimism around an ETF. There's optimism around... Uh, the rate environment changing, the Fed stopping the aggressive rate hikes that they've been doing. And there's also uh, this idea that cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin uh, are an inflation hedge. How, t- how, how tied do you think your own value, the value of your business, uh, the earnings of your business are to crypto? I ask because you can see the stock moves as crypto has moved. By the way, Coinbase, Coinbase. obviously has really moved as a function of crypto. So how, how big a component part of your business ultimately is the crypto piece? Well, our business is much more diversified right. than uh, sort of the pure crypto companies. So I think uh, we benefit from the crypto markets going up, but also uh, th- there's certain things that Robinhood has that crypto companies that are only doing crypto don't. One example is 24-hour market. And we added Uh, over 100 new symbols. We're up to over 200 now. And you saw this last Sunday when Bitcoin crossed 40,000. The Twitter was, or X, I should say, flooded with Robinhood screenshots because people wanted to compare uh, what's happening with Bitcoin to what's happening with the crypto and blockchain stocks. And Robinhood became the first and really the only place where you can actually not just see overnight trading of these equities, right. but, but actually transact in them. So our screenshot share was quite high. And I think that shows the platform, the power of the platform right. that we're building. What you can do crypto of, and stocks in the same place. What percentage of your, your customers are buying individual names and or crypto versus buying either ETFs or mutual funds or investing in a more uh, staid way, if you will? Yeah, well, we publish this stuff. Uh, I'm sure you all have seen the Robinhood Investor Index where we can track how our customers are doing. We also publish lists of the 100 most popular stocks and investments. 
we have shared in the past that Bitcoin is actually the most popular recurring investment. So customers that are dollar cost averaging are choosing Bitcoin as a part of their portfolio. But I think um, the question, the, the, the question between ETFs and individual stocks is uh, in some ways the wrong question because Robinhood also pioneered fractional shares. So you can invest any dollar amount in any stock ranging from, you know, uh, all the way to right. stocks like Burke Gay, which, right. you, which are hundreds of thousands of dollars per share. So you can create these diversified portfolios using our technology, and you don't need to have an ETF to get that type of diversification. Right. Whereas before we came around, that type of diversification was impossible. You needed a, a brick and mortar entity like an ETF to, to make it to, to make it reasonable for customers. When things really get going, and I'm thinking about the meme stock craze, I, I mean, eventually there's going to be another uh, period of euphoria, I guess. Do you think the meme stocks will be different? Do you think it's going to be the same names? Are they ever coming back, do you think? I, I mean, we, we work hard to be an impartial platform. Um, I don't really have an opinion on, on what stocks are going to go but up or down. it'll happen again, won't it? Um, I think the, the market goes through cycles. You're seeing that in crypto. I think you'll see that in stocks as well. Uh, we've been putting a lot of effort in making sure that we're there for customers when they need us, that we add more features. 24-hour market, right. I think, would have been very interesting back in right. 2021, where so much of the activity happens right. overnight and over the weekends. What have you done? You said you, you, you want to be there for customers. What have you done since, since the meme stock, GameStop, phenomenon, we, we all just saw the movie, uh, uh, Dumb Money, um, have you done to protect customers so that that kind of situation could never happen again? Meaning that there would be a stock on your platform that couldn't effectively uh, be, be bought. Yeah, we've, we've done a lot. Um, first of all, we've been battle-hardened with our infrastructure to make sure we can handle that, that load. Um, I mean, we've had days back in 2021 where we process 20 million plus trades, 20 billion plus in, in transaction volume. So we've been battle tested in a way that not a lot of consumer financial companies have been. Um, we've got a, a gigantic balance sheet um, and we've also invested heavily in education and customer support. And we have a lot more features for customers to support them on the investing journey. Is there a different business? I mean, we've also talked about the underlying business model of how you get paid. Is that going to shift over time, you think, or it hasn't? Well, it has already. So if you look at uh, our revenues in the past few quarters, interest has actually surpassed transaction income as our leading source of revenue. And really? It actually Just reflects, because of higher rates? It's higher rates, but also we had to work to turn the business model into one that's more diversified. That's through the Robinhood Gold product, where you get a 5% APY on your cash, which is industry leading. And that product's been growing very rapidly. It's through things like retirement, um, the 1% match that we're offering on account transfers uncapped, which has been very popular. This has led to Robinhood not just being a trading app, but being a 
a business that grows wallet share with customers. Is and that a tougher business model, though, if the Fed actually lowers rates, as so many on Wall Street thinks is, is going to happen in the first half of next year or by the first half of next year? Well, if you remember, uh, a lot of the initial criticism around Robinhood when we went public was that we're very effective in a low-rate environment when people are buying right. stocks. Right. But how are we going to fare in a high-rate environment? Um, I think to a certain extent, we'll probably have to demonstrate to the world that uh, if we go back to a low rate environment, we're still going to be the place where people are trading stocks and then that's going to go up. But we're also not static. We're continuing to roll out all of these new products. We're launching crypto in the EU, brokerage in the UK. Retirement has been going very well, the, the high yield product. So it's not we're not going to continue to we're not going right. to stay still. We're going to continue to diversify and roll out many right. new products. Okay, you can't you can't make a recommendation, but would you would you prefer to own Bitcoin right now or Robinhood stock? I think that's the definition of, uh, <laughs> not of making a recommendation. Um, look, I think uh, where where we stand is we want to be the platform that allows people to uh, buy whatever stock they want, whatever crypto they want. Of course, subject right. to all the rules and regulations. And, um, well, does that mean you're giving people enough rope to hang themselves, or do you think that these are all viable? That you wouldn't get into a business if you thought it was going to zero, would you? I, I think in terms of the technology, yeah, and it's a real thing. I, we believe in the U.S. capital markets. Obviously, that's why we're offering crypto equities. markets. Crypto markets from the very beginning, um, the technology and the ethos behind crypto. We felt that it had the potential to reorganize the financial system right. fundamentally and put power that was in the hands of institutions back into right. the hands of the people. Right. And I believe that. A lot of the things that I've been trying to initiate in the equity markets, like real-time settlement, 24-hour trading, built-in fractionalization to make more and more assets accessible, these are things that come for free right. with crypto because of the technology. Right. And so I think over time, um, that technology will further penetrate the traditional markets. And I think Robinhood can continue to be a leader in, in making that happen. Vlad Tanev, uh, it is so great to see you in person. Thank you. Thanks for Thanks having for me. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely. It's Fun easy to, be to get here, too, wasn't it? So you could do this all the time, really. Right? I, I'd love to do it more. That's the podcast for today. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Rosslerkin weekday mornings on CNBC starting at 6 a.m. Eastern. To get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, follow Squawk Pod wherever you're listening now. Turn on your notifications so you never miss an episode. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. 